stepping outside the regular flow of the film for a moment for this bonus episode. Recorded out of order, by the way, so if I reference something that hasn't happened yet that later I act like I didn't remember, that's why. At this time of recording, I have already completed recording all the way to the end. But I thought this was worth a bonus episode. We're going to do a little Christ figuring. In particular, using the Kozlovic Black Scale of Cinematic Christ Figuring, named for Anton Karl Kozlovic from his 2004 piece, How to Create a Hollywood Christ Figure, Sacred Storytelling as Applied Theology, published in the Australian E-Journal of Theology, and his 2009 piece, which I will be quoting from if I read anything, The Structural Characteristics of the Cinematic Christ Figure, from the Journal of Religion and Popular Culture. And uh, you may notice the scale was Kozlovic Black. The black is for me, Robert E.G. Black. I have taken upon myself several years ago in my blog, Groundhog Day Project, to rename the scale because I altered it. I added things to it that Kozlovic did not. He was working backward, taking cinematic examples of what we consider to be Christ figures in film and then figuring out what they have in common. I took his numbers and then eventually worked forward to try to see if you were actually trying to create a Christ figure, what else could you do to make it more Christ figure? So you will also note that while the score in the end is going to be out of 25, there are actually more than 25 items on the list, because if you hit more of them, you are more of a Christ figure. Some of them are fairly basic, some get a bit weird. We'll see. In particular... Because in minute 79, Andy just got another wound. He has been wounded in the side. He did have a sort of crown of thorns in the barbed wire, and now he has a nail through his hand. I thought it was worth looking into how he fits as a cinematic Christ figure. Item 1. It's fairly easy. They need to be tangible. That's one. I should keep score. Number 2. They must be the central figure of the story. Andy is definitely the central figure of the story. Number three, they must be an outsider. On the one hand, Andy could have this point because he lives out in the woods, away from society. However, in this film, we get no inkling that society even exists. That's why in Minute 50, when we talked about this film actually taking place on Mars many, many years ago, it didn't, the film doesn't contradict that. The only sense we get that there might be something outside of what we see in the film is the brief bit of movie that Mandy and Andy are watching, and the Cheddar Goblins commercials. The Cheddar Goblins commercials, of course, exist in this film only as a comedic counterpoint to the tragedy that has just happened beforehand, so they don't really mean much. And the movie is so brief, it, it, it I mean, it, I have said that it is the most normal moment with Mandy and Andy, that they're just sitting, eating dinner, and watching TV, but I don't care. I don't want to give them outsider. But I'm going to, because he lives in the woods, he has a smithing cave, which no normal person does. He keeps a crossbow stored at some random other person's trailer, which no normal person does. So fine, he can have that one. The next one gets interesting. This is called 4.0, Divinely Sourced and Tasked. Kozlik says, Christ figures usually arrive through some form of deliberate divine intervention by a distant god figure. Had the Horn of Abraxas turned out to actually be supernatural, had the Senna Babies turned out to actually be supernatural, then you could say that Andy is sourced into his vengeance by a supernatural-fueled event when the Senna Babies 
capture them. Sorry, I can't think of a good word for it. They aren't abducted because they're in their own house. They're taken captive, sort of, I guess, because they're tied up. They're captured in bed, asleep. It's cheap. It's dumb. This one generally refers to being sent by some sort of... The often thing for a cinematic thing is like Superman. He's sent by another, an alien being. He's different from all of us humans, and he's sent here. This doesn't fit Andy. Not really. 4.5 is one. I added a miraculous birth. There's none of that here. I'm thinking of something like the beginning of Willow, where the baby is stuck in the basket, and you go for that Moses figure moment that sets up a miraculous existence. We don't get that here. 5. Alter Egos. Since Andy doesn't get any name at all, I cannot give him this point. Number 6. Ugh, I don't want to give him this one, but I have to. Because it calls it Special Normal. Christ figures are special, extraordinary beings, even though they usually appear as normal human beings. Yes, Andy appears as a boring lumberjack who tells dumb jokes. Then, of course, he turns out to have a smithing cave and be super capable of killing lots of people and doing superhuman feats while on drugs. So, yes, he gets this one. He currently has four out of six. Number seven is 12 associates. They don't need to be 12 in number. They just need to have a set number of people around them that create their story. However, Andy's got none. So, no point for that. Number eight is the Holy Age. That is, they, like Christ, they start their mystical journey at age of 30. No. Nicholas Cage is well over 30, so we can assume is Andy. Number nine, a Judas figure. Nope. Number ten, a Mary Magdalene figure. Nope. 10.5, a Virgin Mary figure. Though I said nope to Mary Magdalene, and generally the Virgin Mary figure is a motherly figure. I'm going to give a point here between the two of them to Mandy, because she is very, she is presented as very pure and virginal, but also technically is, uh, how does Kozova put it, a sexually identified woman. That's his Mary Magdalene figure. So, I mean, that's why Jeremiah wants her. So I'll, I'm going to give him this point. That brings him to five out of ten. John the Baptist figure. Ooh, this is interesting, because Carruthers is a useless part of this movie. He doesn't need to be here. However, number 11 under Kozlovic is a pointing prophet and baptism rites. The John the Baptist figure, what I call him, who identifies and or points the way to the Christ figure and fades away. In the tradition of John 3.30, he must increase, but I must decrease. <sighs> so, Carruthers is our John the Baptist figure. He points... Andy in the right direction. And in terms of baptism rites, watery baptism, in, we're only a minute, this is going up between 79 and 80 in a couple minutes, Andy is going to be drenched in blood. Baptism. That's part of number 11. Number 12. Death and resurrection. Kozlovic says a decisive death and resurrection. Commonly involved in some form of sacrifice, usually involving bloodshed, suffering, and death. There are more specific things for the wounds later, so I will not give him... I could give him this point. Because he just crashed his truck. As far as we knew, going one minute at a time, he was dead. Movie was over. And I hoped he was dead. Because I hoped he was dead, I'm going to give him this one. But I will not give him the next one, which is triumphalism. This is his death results in a triumphal victory. Since his death is not 
particularly concrete? No. 14. Service to lesser, sometimes ungrateful others. There are no lessers in this film. There are no others. Oh, shit. I gotta go backward. Because, I realize, there's Lucy. There's the tiger. Well, he doesn't free the tiger. He does spare Lucy, though. And Lucy also would fit as the Mary Magdalene figure. So I gotta give, actually, two more points here. Backtracking to number 10 and giving this is number 14. 15. Willing Sacrifice. Yeah, when Carruthers warns him that he's not going to make it, he tells him, don't be negative. I heard it as, what's the negative? Either way, I think he's prepared to die in doing what he's doing, so I guess it's wrong. Before we get to number 16, we have a few that I have added that are specific. 15.25. Torture. Yes. 15.5. Stigmata. Yes. Which is why I'm doing this. 15.75. This actually comes from a piece by Josh Larson called Man of Steel and the Tiredness of Christ Figures from Think Christian 2013. is why I added this to the scale. Because he suggests that no cinematic Christ figures are ever as good as Christ. Which is, duh, because that's not the point. However, some cinematic Christ figures I think fit this in terms of the reality of their fiction. Atonement, 15.75. Does the character in the film atone for the sins of everyone else in the movie? Or for the audience? Now, I'm explaining this way too much because I'm not going to give Andy this point. <laughs> because though some people are big fans of Andy and want to dress like him and wear the stupid 44 shirt and the tiger shirt and get models of Beast, they shouldn't. There's one of those examples of me talking about something I don't know yet. Until minute 100, I don't reference the fact that this axe has a name because I didn't know. 16. Innocent. Uh, See, I usually aim toward giving a point if it's close, and I'm tempted to give this one because of when Swanny Todd called him, what a useless piece of excrement or whatever, I don't remember what he called him, he was tied to the fence. And along with that, then, I mean, they accused Mandy of being his whore. They're certainly accusing him of bad things. As Kozovic says, although Christ figures are frequently accused of or are even found guilty of crimes, they are innocent and often treated unfairly. These hippie Christian types are definitely treating him unfairly in saying these things. I mean, they're also torturing him, but that's a separate incident. So I'm reluctantly going to give him this one. Number 17 is a cruciform pose. Uh, frequently displayed hands out to the sides, like Christ on a cross. I don't believe Andy ever gets this one. Despite literally being bound to a fence, they didn't bind him with his arms out to the sides. So, nope. 18 is also cross associations, which is appearance of things cross-shaped in the film. He specifically uses a crossbow. It's cheap, but I'm going to give it to him. 19. Miracles and Signs. On occasion... The Christ figure is identified by other iconic Jesus behaviors, exercising demons, raising the dead, miraculous healings, turning water into wine, in particular, the Jesus' mastery over physical nature, including calming of wild winds, quelling of sea tempests, most famously of all, walking on water. Though Andy's strength and stamina later is drug-fueled, certainly counts. It's also sort of a miracle that he has this mything cave out of nowhere, really. He does things that he shouldn't be capable of doing. He crushes a man's head with his hands. 
So he gets this. He shouldn't get this one, but because this movie is poorly made, he's going to get the next two. Number 20, Simplicity. Uh, Christ figures frequently appear as nerds, klutzes, bumbling simpletons, mentally unbalanced, or fools in the tradition of 1 Corinthians 3.18. If any man among you seemeth to be wise in this world, let him become a fool that he may be wise. He's got the stupid Eric Estrada joke. He's got the stupid line about Galactus. And once his mouth is wounded, he constantly looks like a doofus I'm giving him this point. Number 21, poverty. No. Jesus garb, physical and spiritual. This is that they wear a popular image of Jesus in their iconic white robes. If I was doing Jeremiah as Christ figure, he would definitely get this one because he puts on a Spock robe. I'm going to give it to Andy because he insists on wearing the 44 shirt through so much of the movie and looking stupid and plain and boring. And it sucks. Number 23, I gotta double check since I don't think we ever actually see him clearly. It is whether or not he has blue eyes. Because the cinematic Christ figure has blue eyes. Nick Cage's eyes are allegedly blue. So he gets that one. 24. Holy exclamations. He literally calls himself a god. Uh, so yeah. And 25 JC initials. Uh, no. His name is Red Miller. So he doesn't get that at all. Final score. 18 out of 25. Which is pretty good. I don't have time for this today. That's not even my desk. 